What's up, everyone? This is Adam Mades from DNVR, excited to talk to you about American financing. Everyday bills are high, and everything is still very expensive, which is why, if you own a home, I want you to call our friends at American Financing. Interest rates are lower than they've been in a long time. They're saving their customers, on average, $854 a month by tapping into their home's equity and wiping out high-interest credit card debt. Their salary-based mortgage consultants are in it for you. Their job is to save you money. Call American Financing and tell them DNVR sent you today, and you may be able to delay two mortgage payments. That's 303-695-7000, 303-695-7000, or go to AmericanFinancing.net slash DNVR. Right now at Green Mountain Dental, guys, you guys can get a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. If you've never tried out a Sonicare, if you've never tried out an electric toothbrush, it will change your life. It will lead to a healthier mouth, less dentist bills in the future as well so check out green mountain dental group they're located just 15 minutes from downtown denver awesome people uh, they're who a lot of us go to to get our wisdom teeth pulled to get cleanings to get any dental work done we use them here at dnvr so check them out today green mountain dental group you'll get a free sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam Oh, look at this tight shot, man. Look at this close this close up of us. Ooh, if we get the like anguish uh, on our face even and people even closer. My, uh, and even closer. Um, welcome into the Losers Lounge, guys. What a tough one. I mean, I've been a Nuggets fan my entire life, born into this, gone through all of these ups and downs. This is up there. It's up there, man. Yeah, it's I mean, just, I, I, it, it's up there for me. Hold this. It, it's up there with me or for me on the inbounds passes, but you know, both inbounds passes against the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. Um, you know, it, you, you go back to game 82, you go to the Nurkic game, the have a nice summer game, you go to all of that. This is right up there with it because there's a sense when you're a Nuggets fan of this inevitability. You're no matter how hard you, how high you climb, you're going to go up against the stacked. It's always the Lakers, the stacked Lakers team, the team that has, you know, the, the ability to sort of do things differently. And no matter how impressive and, and inspiring you can be, and this is uh, for for 47 minutes and 58 seconds, this was just, it's why we like sports. Right. It's David versus Goliath. It's the team that has had no advantages, no advantages handed to them in any capacity, going up against the team with every advantage and doing it all two seconds short. And it's just an absolutely brutal. I mean, I'm, I, it, it's tough to. This was an interesting game. We're going to talk. Unlike the last game where I felt like we didn't have a lot, there's a lot to kind of get to tonight. But the moment and the feeling that you have in this moment right here is just one of of nihilism. <laughs> it's just like what a, we talk ourselves into. You know, we, you know, we talk ourselves into so many different things about sports and just how much like we want it this way. We, we'd rather lose the hard way than do it you know any other way this is the denver way you have to do it nobody's we just watched a great game for 48 minutes the nuggets were getting shit on on twitter shit on by the broadcast team shit on shit on by at halftime just nothing but getting shit on and you're thinking like aren't they in the western conference finals aren't they battling with with a team that has arguably the greatest player of all time and another top five player aren't they doing this and it's just shit 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 and finally you take a lead Finally, you get a stop. You do everything right. You get to two seconds left. You get to two seconds left. 
and you almost pull it off. It's a tough one, man. It's a tough one. I've been I've been here so many times. It's just I just feel like it's always and there's a reason it's always in the back of your head until one. And I know one day it won't be. I hope one day it won't be. But it, at this very moment, it feels that way. It's not about fairness. We of want course, it to hey. be. And, and Zerv it's got not, nothing to do um, with it. I I have to say I saw it in your faces and I heard it in the bar. Um, in a way I haven't yet. You know, new around here. Um, that 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 gut punch, man. It, it feels like inevitability. And, and I'm not trying. Like, uh, you're gonna find this to be very contentious. And I don't mean it to be. But there's also this other part of it of just. Remember, we had a Laker fan in the building the other day, and I said, just that being here is is tough for me. It's it's like it, it like really gets to me, and it's the same a little bit with just the LeBron appreciation. Sure. Again, you can't help what you appreciate, you can't help what you like, but it's that thing where it's just there's the build, there, there's just that feeling of, yeah, but it's 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 the f that like it just you know what I mean? It, it, it's being ninety, it's being 48, 47, 58 in, but not all the way. It just that little bit feels sure. like there's always going to be that two per, sure. that two seconds open door open and. And it's tough, man. You know what, though? The more of these moments that I live through, the more that door closes. And it, yeah, I, you, I start to yeah. see it, man. It is about, like, it, it, it's not about fairness, but it, it feels like it should be now. Right. Like, oh, These, to- these are fans where, that have endured where, it. This is where sports are so brutal. awesome, but also so dumb, because we want to be like, yeah, like, we deserve a better team, whatever. It's, it's like, a guys, silly thing whoever's to say. better at basketball wins, wins the, game. the game. And tonight, the, La- the Lakers were two points but better than the But you know, man, I, before, before they're getting ready for that, that final shot and you're I'm just thinking to myself I'm going through all of this stuff like okay I guess this is where they say nug life creeps in but you know no I I think this time they got it this time they got it and and that shot of all shots falls there are some optimistic takeaways I don't want to go full but I I'm not gonna we have to start I mean we have to start where we start but I'm not gonna strip you from this man because this is what you're feeling and And I I don't want to wallow in it like I mean this is the thing about you know we've talked about nug life and, and like we've kind of own that term but we want to change it we want to make it different and part of it is guys when that pain comes and this is painful i mean i'm telling you like that moment was again like most fan bases actually i shouldn't say most fan, most fan bases do know it this is what dnvr is all about is there's very few people that get all of the wealth in life and i'm talking about literally of the wealth but also the sports wealth there's very right. it's the exact same dynamic and, and it's funny because if you go across every experience or every um Every, uh, like, uh, God, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh, like it could be schools, it could be uh, industries, any, anything that where people come together as a group, there's the, always the disparity of resources. There's always the haves and the have-nots, no matter how you try to divide these things up. And so the Nuggets get, are one of those have-not teams. And we're trying to say, yes, you know, this, you know, it's all of that. And then when you have those moments like that, it's just such, it's like being kicked in the balls by the like the richest person on earth, the most powerful person. It's just like I know. a sacrifice at an altar. And the brutal one right now is you, you just kind of have to tip your hat to AD. I mean, that the wasn't big shot. Big it wasn't shot. refs moving every, anyone over the finish line. Those are world-beating shots, and um, you know, plenty to talk about. Yoke was a world beater himself down the stretch. That was a. Should winning... we move on to some? Can we like kind of? Let's do it, pick man. Up, pick our ass off the the, the pavement. Me, I mean, brother. this is what it, this is a pick your ass off the pavement moment. Yeah. This is like bleeding in the street. Yeah. Knock knock the f out. Um, got to pick off off the payment, but it was an interesting game, and I, and I guess we can start at the very end here, which is I said it as soon as they did it. I don't like Mason Plumley in these minutes because Michael Malone, in my opinion, Mason Plumley is not a like smart defender. It's funny he's a smart person. I think he's a really smart and interesting guy. Went to Duke, 
he makes m really bad mistakes a lot. Yeah. And he makes up with those for effort. Well, there's two seconds left. Everybody is going to give effort for two seconds. You're going to have Jokic in the game to deny the ball. Okay, so what is Plumlee in, in the game for to deny? I'm guessing an Anthony Davis lob. I don't know. Put somebody. Put put some more mobility on there. Put somebody that's maybe less mistake prone. I mean, we talk about it all the time. Mason Plumlee fouls three times, the third most of anybody in the playoffs. I'm surprised he didn't pick up a foul in this play. But when he goes and clearly it'll switch everything, and he runs into LeBron, there's ten feet of space between Anthony Davis and LeBron James. There was no screen. There was no need for a switch. And if you think just calling out switch is going to make any type of impact in that moment, I'm sorry, you're wrong. I don't like to put blame on any one person because a 48-minute game, tons of things happen. That was on Michael Malone and on Mason Plumley because there's that that was a mistake that was so predictable. I predicted it. And second of all, it was one of those ones that just is inexcusable. You can't. No rational NBA player would make that decision in that moment. Can I put you on the spot and say maybe yeah. who would you have put out there instead? I, I mean, I'd have to look again. You put what in my opinion. I don't know that you need to have a center on there. Like you're going like, okay, it's AD. We need to have size on there. Why? You need to have guys that aren't going to make mistakes because there's two seconds. Right. There's only two seconds to go there. So, um, I, again, this stuff is easy to say in hindsight, but as soon sure. as he checked in, I was sitting there thinking, like, I don't love Plumlee with two seconds, with two seconds there because everyone's going to play hard in those moments. So it's tough. And then, again, blame Malone a little bit for that. But also, it's Mason Plumlee. He's a veteran. Right, he's, he's the second know. most senior member on this team. You would, he knows better than that. I'm with you. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to hammer him too hard, but it looked like it was his mistake. Lost in a lot of this was just how fantastic the Nuggets were and how resilient they were coming, coming back in this game. There's no moral victories. There's no orange slices. None of that. But if you look at this series, I think the Lakers are far and away the best team remaining in the playoffs. In my opinion, I think the best. I think the Heat and the Celtics are are like the Nuggets. They're a really good team. They don't have the top end talent. Even Jimmy Butler, who I think is fantastic, he's a top end defensive talent. He's a big shot maker. I think he's clutch. I think he's got all those things. But they don't have the top end talent of either an Anthony Davis or a LeBron James. Right. The Nuggets have the closest thing to that in Nikola Jokic. Agreed. And at moments in that fourth quarter, I thought it's funny because the, the Lakers, like the Lakers, have representation in the media everywhere. Oh, do uh, you notice they do? Yes, <laughs> like they're they're very well represented yeah, in the media. I've Denver that. does not. Denver doesn't have any. In fact, even a lot of the people that are Denver voices are not Denver advocates. They don't have a Denver backing or or, or this or that. Right? When you're watching this team come back from that, to me, I watch them and I go. We're listening to the broadcast talk about how bad the Nuggets are and how awesome this team is. Nuggets have a lead. I know. The Nuggets are never quitting. They're never going away. I'm saying, I understand they don't have some of the bells and whistles of some of these other teams. I'm not dunking on you. I'm not doing some of this other stuff. But, damn it, that team has things that are interesting about them. They're resilient. It's one of the most resilient teams I've ever seen in, in an NBA level. And it's very strange, this decision to treat them with kid gloves. Right, when, right. When one could just make the decision to appreciate them as somehow being both, yeah. both the young team with the future and the team that right now um, gave the, the Lakers a run for their money. That was a winning effort. It was a huge comeback effort. This is the team that went 3-1 three three in consecutive rounds. So, yeah, I get that they're down 2-0. I get the Lakers are the favorites. But it, it's weird that the Nuggets are still facing that level of disrespect. They've got to win. They do. Four out of the, you know, four out of five. It's an incredibly uphill battle. And they were so close tonight. This series, if it goes back, if it goes 1-1, I just, I feel like everybody kind of steps back a little bit. 
And I it, look, we think the Lakers are better than Nuggets. We're not. They're not saying this, but I do feel like you step back. O two is tough. Denver's been one and one in both of their right. series. Right. Um, but at the same time, you know, Dwight Howard has the large. I, I, I watching Dwight Howard tonight and watching him in Game One. It reminded me of the DeMarcus Cousins Golden State Warriors game. Do you remember this game? I do. Do you remember this game where, where looking, he was doing this? And it's like. Yoke. You're the second page of the scouting report. You're not on the first page. You're not the first guy. You're not the second guy. You're not the third guy. You're not part of the who to close out on. You're the second page guy. And credit Dwight Howard. He was fantastic in that first game doing his job. His job is to be on the court and to foul Jokic. And then I thought in that first game, for whatever reason, it just Jokic got the foul calls for it. Tonight, I thought Jokic was so blatantly trying to just – let everything go there was one play and they never showed the replay i wish they would have where he got for kneeing anthony davis and and you could just see it like him dying inside but he you could see him like regroup himself and say hey this is the mountain in front of me it's the one i have to climb now i thought the foul calls were nice tonight i thought it was fair meaning i don't think there was anything like you know one team got the advantage of it dwight howard is the difference in the series and in the first half he coincided with them making a run in the second half I thought Jokic and the Nuggets in particular kicked his ass. Yeah. And it makes me wonder, is there, is this something for the Nuggets to kind of hang their hat on? You would love them to hang their hat on 1-1 sure. and maybe they've solved sure. it. But going forward, have they solved the piece of the Lakers that has actually caused them problems so far? Solved, maybe not the word, but it's a very encouraging start because Dwight was in his own head the way he was tasked with getting Jokic in his own head. I mean, Jokic yeah. absolutely deflected and flipped that. Yeah. And he got a tech. He was begging for one. Um, asked for a second, to be honest. So, you know, it can change game to game. But I actually do think if Yoke is going to take a deep breath and stay composed, then you let Dwight get ahead of himself and trip over his emotions. Um, Because I don't think he played with a clear head tonight, and I think it played a big part in the Nuggets, you know, hanging in there. So, um, yeah, dude, I think there's something to be encouraged about with the way he – I mean, Dwight, he punked him game one. Whether or not the officiating was rough or whatever, but – it, his job was to get under his skin, and he did. And he got under his skin, and, I thought and then Jokic was tonight, gone. So. Yoke did flip it tonight, I thought, in, in a lot of ways. And he goes uh, for 30 points. He gets nine assists, six rebounds. All of that is, I mean, that was a really, really heroic effort from Jokic, I thought, tonight. He plays 38 and a half minutes, almost 39 minutes. Again, we want sports to kind of fit certain narratives, and there is this idea of, like, that heroic young team that just doesn't go away. I know. And they almost pulled that off tonight. Um, another guy that get, deserves a, a shout-out, I think, Oh, uh, yeah, Jokic was the king of the game, the DraftKings Sportsbook, king of the game. Also, tonight we're presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. We could pick. Nuggets covered. I guess there's a thing right now. Does it look like you Photoshopped muscles onto Jokic's chest? Like, doesn't his chest look like it's yeah, a, a little, little trim? A yeah, little yeah, trim. A little, little, yeah, yeah. A little broad. Anthony Davis, like, squeezing the tits there. You see that? Like, he's really got, like, a handful of breasts. Um, but I mean, that's a hell of a stat line. I mean, you look at that. It's funny. There's been, you know, the Lakers machine is just so all in on this Anthony Davis best big in the in the league. And I think, like, if they get through the series, he's going to get deserve the crown. You win, and it doesn't matter that he happens to also have sure. LeBron James on the sure. team, but whatever. It is what it like, is. He, he has been fantastic in this series. Absolutely Insane fantastic. Shots. Jokic outplayed him for the first 48, 47 minutes and 58 seconds. Yeah. I really think that if he doesn't hit that shot, you look at this game and you go, look, I know Anthony Davis is incredible. I know he dominated large portions of this game. But Jokic was good throughout and great down the stretch, and he had him. He just it was 
And, to me, it was that close. And good defensively. Um, 11 straight points in the fourth quarter yeah. to close the game. That tipping. Oh, can, so, we, can we also talk about this is a team that has LeBron James, Anthony Davis, fantastic offense. Nuggets hold them to 105. Yeah, and I think, I mean, look, if you're looking for cross your fingers, is this does this persist throughout this series? That Lakers crunch time offense was ugly. Yeah. I mean, they tightened up the way we've wondered if some of those players would. Some so. of it was LeBron, and this is part of where you, when you kind of like count your blessings, you go, okay, LeBron's going to be fantastic in most of this series. He wasn't tonight. This was not a good LeBron game. This was a C-minus LeBron James second half. you got to win those because I don't think you're going to have too many of those. Yeah, um, but maybe maybe you can also alternatively look at that and say, look, he had to go through bodies. He had to go through yeah. stunts. He had to go through length, and there were, there were not easy paths to the – now, he didn't look great. Um, but he had a he had a tier one first half. Yeah, he really did. So may, maybe Denver, you know, was onto something with that crunch time D. I, it's 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 it's, it's so brutal, man, because you want yeah. to come away with positive takeaways. But um, PJ Dozier's another one. Um, you know, he he really came in and changed the game. Yeah, I've been calling for him to get minutes for a while because I think he is what. Malone thinks Torrey Craig is, right? He's a fantastic defender. He's very heady. He doesn't make mistakes, and he can handle the ball. He took one shot tonight. We kind of all thought, okay, that's the that's the PJ shot we're afraid of because sometimes he can get a little thirsty, a little yes. a little too aggressive. And then the other thing you can point to with him, and, and it sucks because one of five from the foul line, <laughs> he goes three of five. You know, Denver probably ends up winning this one. One of five is tough. Um, but at the same time, you know, P.J. Dozier's not a great shooter uh, Shooter in general. Is he a better free throw shooter than that, I think? But I have a soft spot in my heart for asking guys that don't play regular minutes to come in in a fourth quarter, play fantastic, and then beating up outside the head when they make a tiny mistake. It's Unless it's Mason Plumlee. No, I mean, and look, <laughs> this is such a young player. That's yeah. never been in a moment like that. Like, it is literally true that you can point to those missed free throws as the difference. Um, but it's a little unfair to, like, blame Dozier who by the way those free throws were coming off of incredible stops on LeBron James right and forcing the issue and drawing fouls now it sucks he didn't hit him and you have to it's a results-based game but to get on PJ would be it's more of it was a missed opportunity from him to yeah, really swing this really game, was you know another pivot point in this game for me uh, I thought Michael Porter really gave the Nuggets a boost in this one and I think the Nuggets are going to need Michael Porter he hit had 15 points tonight and points are hard to come by in this series. I mean, the Lakers are a great defense, a fantastic, and they have guys that can guard Denver's key guys. They don't have anybody that can guard Michael Porter. And tonight, I thought he was fantastic in that third quarter to fourth quarter stretch. The Nuggets made a, a great move. They were catching up and even took a uh, tied the game. They didn't quite take the lead, but tied the game. Nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Michael Porter blows a weak side yep. back cut, and they score a bucket on it. They break the tie and they go up eighty-six to eighty-four. The Nuggets only scored eight points in the next seven minutes of the game. And it was on principle. Again, now Jokic down the stretch, the final two, comes in and he is incredible. And they end up getting like all seven. I think Jokic alone scored seven or nine in a row or something like that down the stretch. Um, but when you just talk about, I know you need defense. Living with mistakes, it's so easy to say. It's so much harder to do in, you know, to do in practice. And I thought in that moment... The Nuggets are going to need Michael Porter going forward, and maybe he learns from this in game two, and he's more focused, although I don't think so. I just think he's like, he just doesn't have it. He just loses. He falls asleep. But that was a moment where I looked at that, and I thought the Nuggets climbed all the way back with him on the court, tied the game, makes one mistake, and he gets pulled. He's out. 
and you know he is going to make those mistakes. And there's and also it gave times, up a layup, right? Uh, right. The but there's also one. times where he's connected, and it's like, does one mistake really add up to, hey, he deserves this? And like at a certain point, whether it's luck, circumstance, whatever the dynamic is, Michael Porter Jr. is out there for all of the big runs, man. Yeah. Maybe not all, but the lion's share of them. And he's so a common denominator. I know he's not hitting all the shots, but at the end of the day, the defense approaches that offense differently. That offense looks differently when he's on the court. We should let it be known that uh, Harrison Wind is right now speaking with hopefully Nikola Jokic, Michael Malone, um, Jamal Murray, I'm guessing we're going to get. Eric Weedham is out today. Load management. He actually got benched. He got benched. He got benched. He was really bad in that game one. He was. It's I don't want to put it all on one person, but if I was, I would put it on, on D-line co. Uh, I do want to say, though, Paul Millsap, <laughs> who is going to get killed, he was the leading rebounder tonight, eight rebounds, three offensive he had, rebounds. He had some big rebounds, some big, some big rebounds, defensive plays. Some big defensive plays. So I didn't think he was horrible, but generally speaking, I, I agree with your MPJ take. Jamal Murray was great, too, and that block that he had at the end, the block shot. That's a winning play. It's a winning play, and he was – It was. I mean, this is just how close the – The basketball gods are such dicks, such man. Such dicks, man. Because he had that – if that ball was just like two inches closer to him, he probably catches it and saves it game over – Instead, it's not, and the rest is history. But it's uh, winning. It's 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 brutal because they lost the game. But you're you're looking at Yoke and Jamal who made the winning plays down the stretch. They yeah. did what they had to do. Jeremy Grant was uh, found himself in foul trouble tonight um, early, and it, and it took him out of the game. He only gets 24 and a half minutes. Doesn't really have a stat line that jumps out, but I thought he made a couple plays down the stretch that were, again, you talk about LeBron having a his, his impact. It's so funny because his impact on the series is going to be does. Kawhi, does LeBron wear down the way Kawhi did? Like 100%. Can you, can you extend the series long enough that you can hope that LeBron, who's my age, I'm worn down, and we want to see, does he get worn down as it goes? And, and Jeremy Grant's a big part of that. I think Jeremy Grant's been great. Um, I mean, like, LeBron's going to get his. Uh, game one, for a lot of reasons, was ugly, but I thought it was a really good effort from him tonight. Six turnovers from LeBron. You know, yeah, I mean, they got absolutely. They got some of the turnovers they need. Both teams were, were really sloppy. Um Especially in that first half, I thought the, the first quarter was just a really sloppy one. I think this game overall had a uh, turnover percentage north of, of 20. So between the two teams. They you can just talk to me, bro. One of every five possessions. All right, yeah, let's see it. So Do what's that? It, it? Plumley tells him. All right, so let's see. What does he has? They just talked. Okay. But look at that. The thing to me is the gap in spacing. All right, yeah, he's going to go to right there, he's saying. And then we're going to swap, swap right here. But yeah, yeah, man. You know what? Might be. I even wonder if AD is seeing this and, and purposefully not rubbing. It's not that he doesn't come off the rub. He goes wide on it, almost to create the confusion. I don't know. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, that's a tough one. It's crazy. You weren't here for the '09 series. It just reminds me so much of that. Yeah, it sure. Felt so like much it. where you're like, are they really better? You know, are they really better? Is it, doesn't Denver feel like at their best, and they tap into their best when it's needed? They can get there and. Tonight, tonight, it certainly felt like that. Gary Harris goes one of three tonight. Jokic one of four from the three-point line. I thought he made the big one. I mean, he made all the big ones tonight. That tip-in shot, that that rate. That's a Hall of Fame. If we were doing rate the highlight, player. that was ten out of ten. Like the spatial awareness to see that, and it was hundred percent intentional. He was trying just to give it a little pat. He got it perfectly. That was one of my favorite Jokic plays ever. I wish it was a game winner. And the clutch three. I mean, I was worried a little bit. He. Uh, he turned down that three, and then he put up a really ugly-looking mid-ranger, yeah. and then comes down the next few possessions and is, is as clutch as can be. Um, yeah, that, that tip and play is a Tier 1 Hall of Famer 
I mean, it's another winning play. Before we get back to the show, guys, make sure to check out the Avalanche Amber from Breck Brew. It's probably the Breck Brew that I have had the most of over the last couple of years because it's good for any circumstance, any occasion, good at the park, good at the bar. Uh, so make sure to check it out from Breck Brew. If you don't know where to get Breck Brew, where you're at, maybe you're not in Colorado, maybe you're somewhere else in the country, check out the Breck Brew Beer Locator on their website. That will show you where the closest Breck Brew is to you. So check out the Avalanche Amber from them. Also, make sure to download WGT World Golf Tour right now and sign up for the DNVR 3 Country Club. You'll automatically be entered into all of our events that we do every single weekend at DNVR. We have tournaments on WGT that we all take part in. So do the DNVR community. Uh, so do a, a lot of other people out there. So get in on the action. Download WGT from dnvrgolf.com. Search for the DNVR 3 Country Club. Going forward, so another interesting sort of battle line. If you guys, by the way, if you're not DNVR members, I highly recommend it. I did. I was really happy with how this last episode of the list turned out on two accounts. One was the Jokic fouls, and tonight that reversed. I thought Jokic, a lot of those little wrestling fouls, I explained why those happened and how the Lakers like sort of forced Jokic yeah. into that. Like yeah. uh, Again, I think they were bad calls. But I think the Lakers did a good job of putting the refs in, in, a, in yeah. a position to say, like, hey, Jokic does this thing, look what he does, and, and kind of suckering him into it. The other thing was about just how the Lakers are guarding the Nuggets, which I think is very interesting and, and, and kind of highlight. It gives me a little bit of a confidence because I do think Denver can yeah. get comfortable against that. Um, so become a D if you're not become a DMVR member, it's only like $5 a month. It's super cheap. You get a free T-shirt. It's basically like getting a t paying for a T-shirt. Um, but – Another thing that I talk about and talked about on, on yesterday's show, the notebook edition, the Nuggets in game one won the first quarter minutes when LeBron sat and Anthony Davis came in. And actually, LeBron goes early, and then he comes back in the final two minutes, so it's kind of a, a right. AD at center with without LeBron, AD at center with LeBron, and the Nuggets won those minutes. They lost them tonight in the first quarter, and that's why they fell down by 10. I completely agree. I mean, I actually, there's so many things you can look at as the difference, but... That was the run, that was the run where the Lakers' offense was unstoppable. Get the Nuggets out of here if you're on Twitter. Um, and you you it's like the Clippers series. Like those bench minutes were so important. You have to win yeah. the non-LeBron minutes, and they did a good job, I think, of forcing AD to take the shots they want to want him to take. Yeah. Um, just credit to him for hitting a couple big ones. But yeah, yeah. that that run was the killer. That run was a killer. Again, I thought they were a little bit more prepared for Dwight. It's tough because O2, like I, I have a tremendous respect for this Lakers team. Like I just think they're. I don't think it's like this team's not good. These guys, Nuggets should have beat them. Like it's going to take an all near perfect effort for the Nuggets to win a single game, let alone four. So I have tremendous respect for how good they are. But there's a part of me that watches this game too, and I just think like Denver had all those turnovers. They had so many opportunities. They had so many just wide open shots when they were right there at the door and just couldn't get them to go down. Um, are you more optimistic than yes. you were that the Nuggets can hang? Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't I think you should feel that way. I mean, look, both teams are going to walk away from this game feeling like we made a lot of mistakes. The Lakers did too. They yeah. turned the ball over a lot. Uh, but I think if you're Michael Malone, you go back to that locker room and you're focused on what you guys did because yeah. if you clean up those unforced turnovers, if you hit your free throws, you win this basketball game. Um, so the offensive rebounding and the turnovers, there's a couple of moments where you can just say like you you gave them those opportunities. They didn't force them. They didn't take them from you. They didn't rip them from you. Lakers are the better team, but like last round, I very much think this team can hang. And um, it's a real bummer that 
they're a rim out away from like this mm. looking just like that last series through two games. One one would have just been so. I mean, you, that's when we hot box and hot take this thing and start to get excited but, about it. I mean, look. I mean, for the most part, there is some late help with Jokic and stuff, but for the most part, they are switching. And Jokic and Murray have mismatches. Right. I think the Nuggets need to do a little better job of getting it to Yoke quicker when he's got Caruso on him, um, and being a little more creative when he does get doubled. But for the most part, I actually think. Like, if you were a Lakers fan, I don't know if you should feel super comfortable with, with their approach so far. I, I know yeah. it's two wins, but. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, this one, this, one, this one really took it out of me, man. Yeah, it man, really it's did. It's it's a, it was a brutal nothing one. Nothing short of brutal. Yeah, I was very proud of Jokic, though, tonight, because I thought it was very clear just how frustrated he was with Dwight Howard in particular. And there was a moment in that second quarter where it looked like Dwight Howard was going to bully him again. And I thought Jokic looked pretty dejected. And the way he fought through that to get to a stat line of 30 points, 9 assists, 6 rebounds, uh, 4 steals, by the way, to get to that stat line and just all that he had to fight through. And then it wasn't just that that was a stat line. Like, sometimes you could say, okay, well, it's a stat. Those, those, stats, were, that, those stats were running through a wall not to lose this game. Um, so I, I know it's weird to say at this point because I am handing out an orange slice here, but I felt like, I felt like Jokic – this was an important step for him. I, you know what I mean? Like yes. going up against somebody, just not getting the benefit of the doubt and then still being able to like pull through and be the best player on the court for the, the final, last four minutes of this game other than that last shot. No doubt. Absolutely. And I mean, AD went a little think, shaky down the stretch. Think about there's one then. particular possession that I think represents really what you're what you're trying to get at here. He went right at Anthony Davis yeah, when yeah. they needed two points fast. Went right at him. That's a matchup he struggled with. And it was confident and it was easy. Yeah. And so I do think there is a little bit of a mental thing of like, Yoke has needed to break through against this team. Um, and maybe you can look at that as a breakthrough. Well, it is funny because the Lakers have three guys they can send at him, yeah. right? They've got McGee, who's just out there to foul him and frustrate him. Dwight, who's more or less out there just to foul, rebound, and frustrate him. And then you got uh, Anthony Davis, who's, you know, his equal. He's an incredible, talented player. Or as Lakers fans would say, his superior. The Nuggets don't have anybody that can guard Anthony Davis. They don't have anybody that can guard LeBron James, and that's a little bit of it. So the fact that they can get to this point, you know, right at the door of this, um, you know, is something. How do you think the Lakers react to this? It's an interesting question. Um, they have to know that the Nuggets are a dangerous team. You'd think, man, but there is a little bit of maybe some of that Clippers stuff. I mean, we saw that that report about, like, Rajon Rondo and Markeith Morris and the way they were barking at guys and giving everyone a hard time. Dwight tweeting, treating Jokic like he's a joke. Um, Dozier missed those two free throws down the stretch, and on the Lakers bench, it looked an awful lot like Pat Beverly against Dame. You know, like just they were laughing. Barking. Oh man, they were falling all over themselves. And I mean, look, they should feel confident, but I do think it would be a mistake on their part to overlook this Nuggets team after that run. Yeah. Maybe LeBron isn't, but I thought some of those guys looked um, looked like they think they had this done already. Harrison, welcome to the show. How's it going, guys? It's been so better. It's been yeah, it's been better, man. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. This is a this is a real low. Um, but I want to ask you just before you kind of share with us what you you heard from the people. I just kind of want to what your experience was of this game. This kind of felt like um, game five against Utah and game five against the Clippers to the extent where like Denver found something and they just G let game it slip. fours against both, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Game four when they went down three yeah, one yeah. each series. Uh, they found something tonight. So Nuggets six. <laughs> Usually, once you find something, it's a, it's over. <laughs> um, they found something tonight. The fourth quarter defense I thought was incredible, except yeah. for the last play, and uh, they let one slip right through their grasp. Yeah. Um, 
it's easy to focus on the last play, and obviously it was a breakdown, but, I mean, the missed free throws, the first-half turnovers, the transition points they just gave to the Lakers, that's what put them in that position. Like, Denver should have been leading for, for most of the second half instead of playing catch-up. They got the fast break points down here, at least according to NBA.com, to just eight. Now, I know that they, the way they measure those can sometimes be a little, you know, they'll miss something here or there, but... You know, I, I did think other than that first quarter, Denver started yeah. to kind of tighten up on that, and, and so maybe that is something that they've kind of figured out. Um, you just want to comment before you get to the, those, because I kind of want to get your opinion, especially since there's only three of us tonight, just on Jokic's performance tonight. What was, what was your perspective there? Um, I mean, Dwight Howard, he's had an impact in this series, no doubt. Yeah. Um, I think he's been effective. He's been their best defender on Jokic. Uh, but, I mean, we saw in the fourth quarter him take over, you know. He was great in the fourth. What do you have, nine straight, 11 straight maybe 11 with straight the tip-in? Yep. And then the three. Um, so, like, he was quiet in the first half. He was quiet in the first half. I thought the Lakers did a good job on him, uh, throwing doubles at him, like, on time, you know, to kind of get his rhythm off. And uh, there were a couple turnovers, but – um. Yeah, I feel like Dwight's done a good job on him. The, the Lakers have game plan well for him, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk in the final segment a little bit about going forward because this Nuggets team, I'm just so proud. Like, it's weird to be so simultaneously low, you know, like we are, but also, like, weirdly proud. Being proud of a sports team is also a weird feeling because, like, I'm proud of my kids. Right, because they're your children. Because they're my children. The you basketball know, and I, team. And I feel yeah. like I have some hand in how they're being <laughs> raised or whatever. But, like, yeah, being proud of, like, grown grown men or that, you know, don't really know don't – They're not really yeah, – yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's a weird feeling. But I, I am. Like, it's still – it is – the sense I have of this team is, like, it really is David and Goliath in the series. And the fact that they just, like, are just so willing to, to just keep swinging, it's just – it really is to me. I just – it's just – I don't know how if you if you're a true Nuggets fan, I just don't know how you can't be proud of that. Yeah, it is David versus Goliath, and when David's going up against Goliath, David like has to be almost perfect. Yeah, you know, and uh, just too many mistakes tonight. And like I said, that felt like it put them, you know, behind for for that second half and trying to get back into it. This does feel a little like if Arya missed with the knife king and then yeah, with yeah. the knife king and the knife, like you know, it just, just feels that was their yeah. chance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. All right. So Harrison. I'm real curious how Malone was on this. I mean, he wears his emotion on his sleeve. And I don't think that this is an anger. I don't feel anger other than no. just at, like, the universe. But, like, <laughs> I, it's just really more just dejected. I mean, it was. would you say Malone felt dejected? I'd say tonight? dejected is a good way to uh, describe it. Uh, he was pretty short, short and sweet. I mean, <laughs> there wasn't a lot to say. I mean, unless you're going to, like, break down that last possession uh, sequence. I'm sure sequence. he was in quite the mood to break it down, but I I'm sure he was asked about it. Yeah, he was asked about it. He said he'd have to go back and look at the film. Um, players were asked about it, too. Uh, Yoke and Michael Porter Jr., they both just said kind of a breakdown in communication. Michael Porter Jr. talked? Yeah, well, Why the weird. hell would they um, roll him out tonight of all nights? Michael Porter Jr. and Yoke talked. We didn't hear from Jamal or anyone else. How was Yoke? Uh... I'd say similar to Malone, dejected, uh, frustrated, kind of like drained. I'd say drained is like a good word for it after a game like that. Um, so, yeah, MPJ said they had a defensive breakdown. The communication has to be better. Uh, I'm sure you guys have talked about it, but, like, w what did you think happened on, on the last play? Well, Mason Plumlee clearly was ex anticipating a switch, but there mm -hmm. was no need for it. There just was no there wasn't absolute. A, there wasn't a screen, really. There wasn't, but it wasn't even a need for it. Like, yeah. even the idea – and I, this is why I hate – when you're playing basketball in those moments, 
I hate the idea of switch everything, guys. Because if I hear another team saying that, I'm going to slip a screen. I'm going to fake set a screen and slip it because people will think there's a handoff there, and there's not. That's, that's the way you do it. Anthony Davis, I don't know if he heard that or, or what it was. He just yeah. didn't go for the screen, and, and it, it created that amount of confusion, whether intentionally or not. But switch everything to me is you still have to call it out. There still has to be a contact. It's still like it still has to be a screen or something like this. And I just that one was so far away from being a screen that I don't know how Plumlee in his mind could have thought that Grant would understand that that moment mm -hmm. was for him to slip out. Yeah. That, that's the part to me that's so confusing. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, Yoke said he thought they played well for most of the game. He said, quote, we had the fight. Uh, we're going to They keep did our have the fight. There's just no question. The yeah, they did have the fight. I mean, there's just they like the so many challenges this team is rising up to time and time again. And this counts, by the way. I know it's not a result, but they rose to this occasion. Um, and you're right, like, through all the bitterness and dejectedness, like pride is shining through a little bit. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Oh, totally, totally. And that's just what it takes. I mean, you know, I, I've always like if the Nuggets ever won a championship, part of me thinks it is going to have to go through the Lakers. Like I just you have Destiny to slate, you have point, to. Yeah. yeah, like whatever. <laughs> but um, it also is going to have to be the hardest possible championship you could ever possibly imagine. And um, well, hey, maybe maybe two O's how you set yeah. that table, brother. Um, what else was Malone asked about? What else did he talk about? I mean, PJ Dozier. Did he mention PJ Dozier? He mentioned Dozier. He didn't really go into detail. Yoke had a good one on Dozier. I asked him about it. He said, uh, like, I, I kind of phrased the question in a way to say, like, yes, the missed free throws hurt, but he did a lot of other good stuff. And Yoke said, like, he took two charges. Like, oh yeah! Oh yeah! I, forgot I almost about forgot the about me for too. A Those were two big charges, Huge. man. Huge. And they were great play. They were. This is what I like about Dozier as opposed to a Tory Craig, because I think Tory Craig is the Plumley of of guards, right? Like he makes a lot of mistakes. He just plays hard, and sometimes it really pays off for you. But a Dozier player is more like a Millsap. He's always just like seeing the court a little uh, defensively, a little bit ahead mm -hmm. of everybody else. And mm -hmm. he did this when he played good minutes. You know, like January, when everybody was hurt, he was doing this a lot. He was making defensive plays, rotating over. So I don't know that that's a one-off from P.J. Dozier. I think he's a a Rajon Rondo-type player. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, 14 minutes for Dozier. Finished a plus one uh, with the missed free throws. It, this was also funny from Yoke on Dozier. He says uh, Dozier, like, warms up before him, I think before games. And Yoke says like he always watches Dozier warm up and, like, notices him putting in the work notices how he takes coaching and just kind of sees him developing like right before his eyes i thought that was that's really cool and i love i also love hearing that from Jokic. yeah he so it seems like very Dozier big. has the yoke stamp of approval wow the yoke he's had it i think yeah. and aren't you aren't we a couple free throws away from lauding michael malone for a brilliant substitution too? well i lot him anyway sure. i'll lot him anyway i lot him anyway i mean yeah. you got to look at it as a good move regardless definitely. right definitely yeah. and maybe dozier needed this man like you know, like this is the tough thing. Like people sometimes ask me about bowl, bowl, put bowl, bowl, and I always think, guys, you really want a player's first welcome into the NBA to be go guard LeBron James or go like risk getting poster. Like some of the, it's unfair to those players. Dozier has at least been around a little bit. He's got some experience. Yeah. You put him in that moment, and you hope that those missed free throws don't. And I don't think they will. He played so well in other areas, but yeah. you know, with young players, that's what you worry about. Yeah. So that's really all from the uh, from the pressers. It was short and sweet. Um, who else spoke? Michael Porter? What did he have to say? So Michael Porter got pulled out. I thought a questionable decision from Malone when he pulled him out and didn't get back into this game. Right. Um, 
you know, Jokic, of course, goes nuclear down the stretch. So it, it, they Six and nine from Porter, two of four from three, 15 points, four rebounds. There is a part of me, and I don't want to move into the offseason just yet, but there is a part of me that goes, this is probably Denver's team next year. Same guys. Mm-hmm. Michael Porter scores 15 points on it just because he goes out there and jacks up nine shots. Like, I don't know. This team's really good. They're, and if they can get, find a way to, like, make him into a piece, I just don't think it's going to happen this year, but if they can find a way to make him into a piece, yeah. how high can Denver go? You should yeah. be feeling that way. You should be. Yeah. But, I mean, not trying to look ahead to next season, but in the regular season, that's a mistake you don't get pulled for in, like, a regular season game, I don't think. It's true. Playoff game is probably a little different. Maybe. Have to, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. You just th- – when he's out there, good things happen more often than not. And when good things are happening – I just don't understand the math in putting him in jail for the one mistake. But uh, Yoke also said on the Anthony Davis three, he knew it was going in right when Anthony Davis shot it. It was just pure. It was pretty pure. Yeah, I knew it. And uh, he said they obviously knew it was going to either LeBron or AD. So not a big surprise that AD got the shot. What a shot, man. I hate to. Well, it was a good shot. It was wide open. I mean, it was just it was wide open. Wide what the open, hell, Mason rhythm. Plumley? Jesus. What'd you learn at Duke? They're crazy. It's insane. We'll get back to the show one second, guys. But if you're still messing around with that King Supers or Safeway manual toothbrush that you have to replace every couple of months and you're trying to spend three, four, five dollars on, step up to a Sonicare. Step up to an electric toothbrush. It's 2020. Like, let's get real, people. Green Mountain Dental Group will give you a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam with them today. They're located just 15 minutes from downtown Denver, and they're the people that we use for a lot of our dental work here at DNVR. So give them a call today, schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. They will give you a free Sonicare toothbrush. Also, you guys can subscribe and save 20% with a Strava Craft Coffee subscription. We know a bunch of you have taken advantage of the one-time code, but now you can save 20% on your favorite coffee forever with a Strava Craft Coffee subscription. If you've never tried the CBD-infused Strava Craft Coffee, you can use code DNVR20 and save 20% off your first order. But if you've already done that, you can save 20% off by heading to their website and subscribing, and then you can get your coffee every two, three, four, six, or eight weeks, whatever you want, and 20% off any product you are subscribing to with that code DNVR20. Check them out online, StravaCraftCoffee.com. Looking ahead now to game three, I like that at the end of that press conference, Nikola Jokic said, on to the next one or whatever, because I thought Jokic – I. it's funny how different we are. Whenever we talk about sports, we really reflect a lot of our own character, right? And there's a lot of times, including when the Nuggets were down 3-1 in Utah, where I was just like, you know, like what, just distraught. There's no way they come back. And I remember Jokic being like, I mean, we're not trying to win. We're just trying to – it was just very nonchalant. Like, mm-hmm. you guys, you are thinking about that. We're just thinking about how can we win one game. And there's a sense of this with Denver, and I think with Jokic too, of like, sucks, man. Now we have to beat the Lakers five times because we kind of beat them tonight almost. Now you got to beat them another time. And if you step back the emotional aspect of it, if you step back the odds, never tell me the odds, you just look at it and go, Nuggets got a really bad whistle in the first half, in my opinion. Really bad whistle, and the wheels fell off in game one. But they were with them in the first quarter when, when, the, when the things were the same. I agree. They had a really bad moment in this game. Like, a, what was the stretch? If you pull up the like work, the game flow there, it was a small, it was a short stretch where they the Lakers opened up a huge lead. Yeah, Nuggets bounced back. 
Nuggets battled back in and in, in like non Jokic minutes. They started that run. Just in every I mean if you look at the actual game flow, the the slope is pretty steady. It was just over the whole course of the second half that the Nuggets chipped away at that lead and and kind of outplayed them and um you know, I don't know. There is a, at least another perspective of this that is, you know, the Nuggets look like they can hang with them. I mean, first of all, not over yet. Of course. No only halfway at best. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say it's over until the buzzer sounds. Yeah, until the Lakers you know, have the elimination for game sure. with these guys. Um, but also, man, like, whether or not they missed their chance to really, like, swing this series tonight, they can run with these guys. They can hang with these guys. And they shot themselves in the foot about 19 times tonight. They were right there at the end. Yeah. So, you know, that's we'll see. The, that's what they got to tell themselves. They got to tell themselves we should have won this game. On to game three. Let's do what we do. I mean, I thought they defended Anthony Davis better tonight. Anthony Davis had 31. It was a tough 31, I thought. Yeah. I thought LeBron so. had 26. I was not impressed with LeBron's game at all, especially in the fourth. So they did a lot of good things tonight. They yeah. were right there. They had a good game plan. I feel like they're still going to have confidence heading into game three. We haven't talked much about Jamal Murray, but I thought this was like a hard fought, you know, 25 points from him. I'm like, he earned him 19, 19 shot attempts. He goes eight of 19. He did have the five turnovers, but I just thought that he made a lot of winning plays all around the court, offense and defense, you know, down the stretch there. Yeah. And I feel like every point he gets this series is going to be hard fought because those Laker defenders like Caruso, KCP, Danny Green, like they're gonna hang with them around screens and stuff. They're, they're pesky, um, so it's it's a battle for him to get off every open look. But I agree with you. Um, I thought he played well tonight. I, th- I thought he played well enough. Uh, it, it was a gutsy performance. I I think he's maybe the guy like individually. I'm like hurting for the most right now because we said it earlier. That was a winning defensive play. That was a big time the block play. Yeah. The block, yeah, man. Great contest. Great block. I mean, he's like an angle, a fingertip graze away from from winning that game for his team. Yeah. The offensive rebounds, I thought, were also big, too, especially in the first half. Like, a lot of those mistakes were in the first half, and they cut down on them in the second half when they got back into it. But then that big offensive rebound on, you know, the last possession there. Yeah. A, I mean, look, man, this was a game I just I, – I feel proud for this team. I feel I, – I, all of those things, but it just comes with, like, an ultimate punch to the, to the nuts. That's just hard to swallow. But um, – do you guys have anything else before we get out of here? One thing I think about, and maybe we can go here for just a brief second. You know, the Lakers have an interesting rotation. It's their regular rotation. It's how they rotate it all through. But you know, Dwight doesn't come in until the second quarter. He doesn't really come in until like eight minutes or left in the second quarter. Um, the LeBron goes to the bench early, around seven minutes into the first quarter. Then he comes back. He sits for a few. Then he comes back. Do you think the Nuggets are in line to drastically change their rotation in any way to try to maybe negate some of some of the lineups that are giving them a hard time it's tough to say i mean the dozier factor like is dozier now a 15 to 20 minute guy next i game? would love to see dozier in the game during that when stretch LeBron's when Le- in the game or well when- i do like what he's when lebron's in the game but i would just like to see him in the on the court on some of those lineups where you go a little bit smaller and the reason for that is I just think if you can give Jokic a, a, as many playmakers as Ball possible, that works. Like if you get mm-hmm. if you get Michael Porter Jr. at power forward, and there's some lineups that the, the Nuggets are allowed to do that, if you get that, put Dozier on the court with them and let them run pick and roll right. together. I'd love to see and, it. And you're not necessarily sacrificing your your defensive length or prowess with right. that with that sub. So yeah. Um, and that's one of the biggest. Like Tory Craig, I think has found a way 
to be impactful by cutting and doing all these things, but it's not even necessarily the jump shooting. It's that he can't handle the ball. It's, yeah. it's not another guy they can turn to. Uh, Lakers missed some things too tonight. I mean, it wasn't this wasn't like the Lakers played their best game and no, the Nuggets no. just almost did it. Like the Lakers played the game similar to what Denver did in that first half. Like it was sloppy. There were a lot of mistakes. Um, so they have some things they're going to be able to clean up yeah, as well. Sure. It's only going to get tougher, I think, for Denver. But um, brutal, brutal. We're in this together, Nuggets fans. Absolutely, we really brutal. are. Like this is it. Like. We said this is what we signed up for because part of we take pride in this team for how tough and how much how strong their jaw is. They're just able to take haymaker after haymaker. Yeah, it's the same of Nuggets fans, and that's you know, this is this is what it is, man. Like it's it's just. There's that great line in my favorite movie, No Country for Old Men, where he's kind of talking about how effed up the world is. And he, and he says, you know, it's hard in life to look at it in all of its entirety and say, yes, I want to be a part of this. <laughs> and like, but it, because he's seeing the, the worst. He's talking about the sure. worst of humanity. And it's, that's what being a Nuggets fan is, is like being like through these moments and saying, you know what, though? It, it, it's, it's, it's me. I want, I want in. Maybe they're just setting us up for the hardest path, guys. And, and, and this series, guys, like – this series in the long run, win or lose, is going to be huge for this team. Yeah. You know, it could have, like, a Game 82-like impact where, you know, after Denver lost that game, of course, they were like, all right, like, we need to change some things. We need to yeah. all be here over the summer. Uh, we need to, like, take defense seriously for once. I feel like a series against the Lakers, a series against LeBron and Anthony Davis could could have, like, ramifications for this team down the line. And it, it could, but at the same time, I also feel like, and I felt like this last year, you know, they had the Warriors staring at them should they get to the conference finals. This Lakers team is really good. I'm not trying to take anything away from them. There's always going to be a t They're not, in my opinion, especially great, meaning I think they're probably title favorites, but if you put them up against every title winner of sure. the last 10 years, they're, not, they're in the bottom half. They're probably in the bottom half. In my opinion, that's not taken away from them. I'm just saying this year, I think the Lakers are better next year. The Clippers are probably better next year. There's just an opportunity in front of Denver to get this close and say, hey, man, just win the margins just a little bit more. You can maybe put yourself in position. Historically, going down 2-0 in conference finals, you lose 89% of the time. But this is not that. This nice is the stat. first ever bubble. Yeah. And the Nuggets are coming off two 3-1 comebacks. And the Boston Celtics just won game three after going down 2-0. So... I mean, yeah. You do. You don't write them off. Yeah. You don't you write can't. them off. You can't. All right, guys. Uh, I'll be back again tomorrow with a notebook episode. I'm actually thinking about doing the list live. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. We'll see Ooh. about that. It could be a fun thing. I'm here for that. Um, but I'll do a notebook episode again tomorrow, and then we're going to be back here Tuesday. The Never Say Die Nuggets have a foot in the grave. One foot in the grave. Just where they want to be. Just man. where they would. They got them right where they want them, baby. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see everybody next time. A lot of us had a lot of time to kill during the pandemic over the last couple of months while we were all quarantining. I chose to go back to school and take a class at MSU Denver Online, and it was an awesome experience, man. I haven't been in the classroom in forever. I didn't know how I would like it. I didn't know if I would stick with it, if I would finish out the class, but it was an awesome experience. The teachers are top notch. The content is super relevant. So if you are a first time freshman going to college for the first time, maybe you just need a couple more credits to finish your degree, or maybe you're just going back to school, MSU Denver Online is an awesome choice. They have great classes, great teachers. You can work at your own pace if you work a job on the side like me. So check them out, msudenver.edu backslash online. You can find their full online course list there.